Cindy Guzman. Here are the latest COVID-19 pandemic updates, making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. There are now 65,304 cases of COVID-19 in the Philippines as the country logs over 2,300 new cases Saturday. Metro Manila again leads with 1,800 new infections, followed by Laguna and Cavite with 105 and 62 new cases respectively. 113 deaths were also reported today, the second highest increase in a day. 87 are from Region 7, although 63 of those deaths happened in May and June. Meanwhile, total recoveries are up by 321. The Philippine Health Department lauds Davao City's move to designate a single hospital to cater to coronavirus patients there. DOH Undersecretary and COVID-19 Treatment Czar Leopoldo Vega says having all the equipment and medication necessary at the Southern Philippines Medical Center is a good strategy. DOH Director for Region 11, Dr. Annabel Yumang, adds patients with mild symptoms can be sent to government quarantine facilities so as not to overwhelm SPMC. There are currently 374 active COVID-19 cases in the whole Davao region. Ating Southern Philippines Medical Center is a 1,500-bed capacity hospital. So malaki talaga ang hospital. But ang hospital ngayon is uh, dedicating or meron siyang 244 beds. But kung mag-excess na ngayon ang pasyente or there will be surge of patients, no? So mag-expand sila to other uh, hospital wards. Right now, meron tayong siyam, no? We have nine TTMFs mm -hmm. with a capacity of 438. So that means that kung ano yung surge na galing doon sa Southern Philippines Medical Center na mild confirmed at saka mild suspect cases, pwede na silang ipadala doon. The Philippine city of Caloocan temporarily shuts down one of its major hospitals after some of its staff tested positive for COVID-19. Caloocan Mayor Oscar Malapitan says at least 40 hospital employees have tested positive through swab testing. The medical facility is under lockdown for disinfection. Malapitan adds the hospital's COVID-19 ward has already reached its maximum capacity. According to Mayor Malapitan, the number of infections in the city increased since Metro Manila moved to general community quarantine. Hindi pa, hindi pa. Tinetrace namin ngayon. Starting uh, uh, yesterday or uh, last Wednesday, ay pinaigting namin ang aming contract tracing. Simula nung pumasok ang GCQ, malaki ang in-increase ng uh, Kaloocan or more than 25, more than 25 percent. Pero ngayon, with the new method na we are applying for the uh, contract, contact tracing, palagay ko mag-i-increase kami ng more than 50 percent for the next uh, coming uh, two to three weeks. Naghahanap uh, na kami ng mga gagawin namin isolation site at uh, Meron pa naman tayo eh. Kung hindi na makakayana ng mga LGU, meron ng national government. Nandiyan ang Angeles o whatever kung saan dadali ng uh, meron ino-offer ang national government. As the Philippine government ramps up COVID-19 testing, 
Opposition senators are urging the health department to finally approve the use of test kits developed by experts from the University of the Philippines. In a joint statement by Senate Minority Leader Franklin Drilon and Senators Risa Honteveros and Francis Pangilinan, they slammed the DOH's inaction in processing the use and mass production of the Filipino-made test kits, which have been found to be of world-class quality and are also less expensive than imported ones. Filipino scientists and doctors started developing the test kits as early as December last year, when reports about the coronavirus surfaced. They also questioned if someone from the government was benefiting from the purchasing of pricier test kits or if certain providers were being favored. Can COVID-19 cause long-term health damage, as some studies warn? Rafael Bosana talks to a survivor and to a health official to find out. This report. Worries from recovering from COVID-19 does not entirely end. This is according to studies abroad, which shows there are allegedly long-term effects that one can experience after surviving the disease. Philippine Health Department Director for the National Capital Region, Dr. Cocazon Flores, has survived the respiratory illness for three months now. She wasn't surprised, especially since her job entails exposure to those with the virus. I went through ECG, X-ray, Siyempre, the usual, mga exam na yun, meron sila nakitang findings sa chest x-ray ko at saka ECG. Siyempre, medyo parang nag-worry yung aking mga doctor attending physician so they want to put me on a monitor. So they, that's why they put me in the ICU. And in the hospital, I have severe, what you call it, talagang wala akong panlasa. She says her body has recovered and she feels nothing unusual since recovering from the virus. Studies show that long-term effects from COVID-19 may include decreased functionality of lungs, heart, and even the liver. Health spokesperson Maria Rosario Verjera says while studies have been conducted overseas, more evidence is needed. I saw these articles these past days na may mga from other countries nagbibigay sila ng experiences nila and they were saying there were long-term effects. Pero dito sa atin, uh, meron tayong in mga inoobserbahan pero hindi talaga natin nakikita yung long-term effects. Actually, you would see people who have uh, recovered from this disease, they are now very healthy. If there's one thing that needs to be learned from surviving the highly infectious virus, it is changing one's attitude to consciously live a healthy lifestyle, especially since some ignore a disease until they actually suffer from it. Nearly 91% of those with COVID-19 have mild conditions, but there is still a small fraction who are severely and even critically ill. Should one contract the virus, there is still a small chance to belong to this group. Rafael Bosano, ABS-CBN News. The National Task Force for COVID-19 gives the go signal for the Civil Aviation Authority of the Philippines to increase the international passenger capacity of three major airports in the country. The task force, headed by Defense Secretary Delphine Lorenzana, says it took into consideration the testing capacities of Manila's main gateway, the NAIA, as well as the Mactan Cebu International Airport and the Clark International Airport. The move comes after authorities allowed the entry of foreign nationals with existing permanent resident Philippine visas starting next month. They will be subjected to mandatory testing and quarantine protocols, but they should be the ones to pre-book an accredited quarantine facility and a COVID-19 test provider. The Philippine Immigration Bureau, meanwhile, says they have enough personnel to accommodate all arriving passengers.
At present, we do have enough personnel considering that the number of the volume of passengers compared before is not uh, as the same. If there is a necessity that we need to reassign or to deploy personnel from the main office or from other BI offices, we can do that. The Philippine Overseas Workers' Welfare Administration assures the public it's ready to continue helping Filipino migrant workers that are displaced by the pandemic. This says a total number of repatriated overseas Filipinos nears 100,000, with the Labor Department expecting the arrival of 150,000 more in the coming months. At nabigyan na po uh, ng karagdagang pondo ang OWA para uh, magbigay rin ng financial assistance. At sabay nito, yung OWA Board of Trustees ay nag-approve din ng scholarship assistance, nagdag na scholarship assistance sa mga nanunumbalik na OFWs, at least one college dependent ng nanunumbalik na OFW. And uh, sometime in the last quarter of this year or maybe uh, August or September, uh, sisimulan na natin yung ating livelihood. Meanwhile, a second batch of 71 deceased OFWs from Saudi Arabia is set to arrive in the Philippines on Sunday. The Bosef City sets its sights on conducting 1,500 COVID-19 tests daily starting Monday. That's from its current capacity of up to 300 tests per day. Mayor Toby Chanko says he is also looking to ramp up contact tracing to keep up with the increased testing. But aside from government's efforts, Chanko underscored the need for more public cooperation. After 1,400 residents were apprehended for violating health protocols amid the city's lockdown. Aside from the fine, mm -hmm. um, may, may seminar sila. Pinapakita mm -hmm. kung ano yung dangers ng uh, COVID-19 at kung ano yung dapat nilang gawin mm -hmm. para hindi sila mahawaan. Para pinapaliwanag na rin sa kanila kung ano yung partisipasyon na dapat gawin nila para hindi kumalat itong disease na ito. Kasi hindi talaga kaya ng gobyerno na gobyerno lang ang maghihinto nito. Kailangan po nito is uh, kooperasyon ng ating mga mamamayan. Now here's some good news for consumers amid the COVID-19 crisis. Mainilad and Manila water customers now have until September 30, 2020 to pay for their water bills. The Metropolitan Water Works and Sewerage System extended the deadline of the April to June bills for non-lifeline users or those whose consumption do not exceed 10 cubic meters per month. The initial deadline was supposed to be by the end of July. Both water concessionaires say they are willing to comply with regulators, adding that they also accept promissory notes in case consumers still can't meet the September 30 deadline. In the U.S., President Donald Trump says he will not issue a national mandate requiring the use of face masks, even as America's coronavirus crisis worsens. In an interview with Fox News, Trump said he wants people to have a certain freedom. State leaders have also been divided over the use of masks, with the governor of Georgia suing the mayor of Atlanta to stop her order requiring residents to wear masks in public places. The debate comes as the U.S. sets another one-day record in new infections at 77,000. This now brings the total to more than 3.6 million, with 139,000 deaths. These figures are the highest in the world. California announces strict guidelines for schools for the upcoming academic year. Face-to-face -face classes will only be allowed in counties that are not on the state's monitoring list for surging COVID-19 infections. But for schools that can reopen, face coverings will be required.
using data, using uh, the foundational data that we have laid out county by county all throughout the state of California. Uh, we are now putting forth guidelines that say schools can physically open for in-person education when the county that they're operating in has been off our monitoring list for 14 consecutive days. However, schools that don't meet this requirement, they must begin the school year this fall through distance learning. Protests and expression of dissent are not considered acts of terrorism. That's the reiteration of the Philippine National Police as a controversial anti-terror law took effect today. The clarification comes after Mindanao's Malaybalay City Police Station in a now-deleted social media post links supporters of media network ABS-CBN to terrorism. PNP spokesperson Bernard Banak says a probe is now ongoing and actions will be taken against those responsible for the said post. The PNP says no arrests related to the anti-terror act have been made and that there is no rush to implement the new law. This as human rights groups like Karapatan continue to sound the alarm over the said measure. Supporters of ABS-CBN stage a huge caravan and noise barrage calling for the return of the media network after a house panel killed its franchise bid. The motorcade, organized by various institutions and private individuals, began in Makati City. It will be crossing other localities like Manila before culminating outside the ABS-CBN compound in Quezon City. Participants, which include ABS-CBN employees and some lawmakers, are indebted by the newly enacted anti-terror bill. They insist they are only fighting for justice for the broadcast company and its 11,000 employees, as well as access to information and press freedom. A Philippine lawmaker slams a proposal seeking to temporarily use ABS-CBN's frequencies for distance learning, saying it is unnecessary. Albay District Representative Ed Salagman says the government has many television frequencies which could be used for distance learning. Congressman El Rey Villafuerte, one of the 70 lawmakers who voted against the network's franchise renewal, came up with a proposal. Lugman adds using the frequencies earlier assigned to ABS-CBN will be costly. He also points out time is running out for the government to negotiate with ABS-CBN over the frequencies, with the school's reopening set on August 24. And those were the latest. I'm Nikki de Guzman. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.